Welcome to the CrossFit to Awar podcast, where we talk about health, fitness, and explore the local community of Fenton, Michigan. We're your hosts, Jen and Andrew Charlesworth. Want to visit us? Head over to www.crossfittoabor.com or check us out on Instagram at CrossFit to Abor. Welcome to the CrossFit to Abor podcast, episode three, with me, R.Andrew Charlesworth, and my beautiful, super nice, super unyawning wife. Jennifer Lynn Charles, or Jennifer, say hi. Every time we start this, I get tired. Mm-hmm. People so, don't know that your name is actually Robert. It is. That's know. why I wanted the R dot. So Robert Charlesworth. We today are recording from the gym, and it is a clean gym. I might add the um, lead uh, custodians, the lead custodian specialists were here. That would be myself and you. Yep. And we came over and, and crushed it. Yeah. Our guest was scheduled today, but had to reschedule. So we're just going to roll with it. Mm-hmm. And we are going to do arguably the world's biggest topic, what everybody really cares about and wants to know, has their own opinion on. It is the topic of nutrition. Mm. What so do you think about that? So much information out there. It's like when you Google symptoms for something that's wrong with you and you're pretty sure you're dying. I think there's over so much information. Yeah. I People mean, don't know what's right, what's wrong, where to go, what's right for me. And it's overwhelming, mm-hmm. especially if you're trying to lose weight because you're like, I'm motivated. I'm ready to go. Maybe you got yourself into the gym and nutrition really is the step that should happen before the gym, if you think about it. Thousand percent. So we could talk about this. Technically, you and I do talk about this for, you know, about an hour on the weekends. But we want to give you a one-on-one version, and then we want to talk about topics, popularity, <laughs> things that have worked for us, things that don't work, um, things we still follow to this day. Mm-hmm. And so to start, you know, you break down food, and that converts to energy. That process being metabolism um, the depends on where the food goes, if it's stored or if it's used right away. You break down food in the glucose or the blood sugar, and your hormones do play a role in regulating your blood sugar control and what the food does for your body. Mm-hmm. That's the most simple way to talk about an advanced topic. So that's the 101. Do you have anything you want to add to that? No. Well, I think most of society or culture today has an imbalance of those hormones and that's where we see a lot of problems or there's the misconceptions that I work out so why am I not losing weight and Mm. I think that whole thing of like I'm gonna work off this bad food that that doesn't actually happen so you can't out train a poor diet so if you're if you're someone that's in the gym and you're like I don't understand I bust my butt every day and you're still not the body composition that you want, Mm -hmm. there's a reason for that. And there's also the annoying part too of so-and-so looks like the body composition I want Mm -hmm. and they, maybe they eat a certain way. I see her eating Oreos or him eating beer (laughs) and, um, (laughs) and, and how come that isn't for me? So that all plays Mm -hmm. into account Mm -hmm. of hormone regulation, right? but we don't want to get too scientifically. No, that doesn't, I, th- I don't think science 
really in terms of like hormone regulation. I don't think that helps compliance. Mm-hmm. I think the main thing is finding the thing that works for you and sticking with it. Exactly. That'll lead. I'll, I'll take my first thing that I want to say and then you go with um, talking more about your your philosophy. But she just yeah. said the buzzwords for me. And as a man, I want to gain muscle. I I want to be lean. I want to feel like I have a lot of energy. I'm lucky enough to have partnered with Stan, the white rhino Ephrodine. That'd be cool. We got to get Stan on the podcast once. That would be cool. Mm -hmm. And I've had dinners with him, been able to talk. He's the owner of the Vertical Diet. He was the world's strongest bodybuilder. And he's 50-something. And he's diced still. Mm -hmm. And his biggest thing is compliance is the science. And Jen just kind of said that in in a sentence. And what that means to me is that it does not matter what you do. It At, does matter. Or, what I'm sorry. It, it matters what you do, but whatever it is you do will work, given that it's not weird and like, oh, I'm going to do just gummy bears. Yeah. But even that would work to an extent of whatever your goals are. Mm-hmm. Compliance is the science. And most people go completely wrong with absolutely everything because they don't comply with any sort of rules or functions in their own Diet, because diet is not a short-term thing. It's a long-term, sustainable outcome. And, and it's just what you do every day. And so compliance is a science. Do you have anything to add to that? I think a lot of people get confused about all of the buzz things that are out there, too. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, what is, what is the best thing for you? And I stole this from EC. She owns Optimize Me Nutrition. And... The main thing is that you're looking at your caloric intake to make sure that it's enough to support your exercise, but not to add body fat. Mm-hmm. And that's like, again, how the heck do we know that? We can talk about that. But calories will, and I'm reading this right from her Instagram, calories to control weight, macros, which would be protein, carbs, and fat, that balance to change your body composition. Mm. And then micros, which is all of the micronutrients inside of quality food, like meats, vegetables, nuts, seeds, fruit to change your health. And I think that's the main thing is that people get so caught up in their macros of like, and calories that they forget about the micros. Right. So they're like, well, I stayed in my calories. I stayed in my macros and you know, why do I feel like crap still? And I think that speaking to like inflammation in the body, people forget about micros. Yeah. So all those in combination, and that's different for everyone, is going to help you achieve your goals. So the vitamins and minerals. Yeah. All right. So let's start to dive into both of those as topics. A lot of people don't know this about you, but you worked as a nutrition gal for a company for a while on your eating. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was all a calorie-based, macronutrient-based um, program and but you were it t- looked like from just an outside perspective you were the type of coach that really pushed micros on people and just to to get some buzzwords out of the way like an if ifffm if it fits your macros um, that is solely based on calories and macronutrients so how how many calories do you need to eat in a day and then you break it down carbs fats and protein and that does work and the thing is online, what a lot of times people look into is it's like, oh, I can eat donuts, I can eat that, which you can. We are all human. Uh, that being said, they want you to still track that 
and put that into your macro. So you never have an off day, but you do eat unfavorable foods from time to time. And that does work. And no matter where you're at, that will help you with health. Mm-hmm. But when you want to dial it in even more, can you speak to Miss Lynn Tulpa about <laughs> like what what were some of the you know obviously not naming names because you had your own clients, but like what were some of the biggest pitfalls people had with counting calories? Number one, and why did they not comply ever? What what would be a thing? So I think initially the freedom of doing macros was liberating because they could have the foods that they truly enjoyed in moderation. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's true. But the main pitfalls for compliance was literally just lifestyle. Okay. So I found myself more being a life coach than a macros coach. Cause by the time we had gotten, you know, their macros calculated and this is what you have to do and this and that, I was always helping them with barriers to compliance. I'm traveling. I have my kid's birthday party. I have um, a vacation, something like that, where it's like, well, how can we make this work for your life based on your parameters of macros and calories? So I think that was the hardest part was just getting people in the routine of knowing like, hey, this is now a lifestyle and this is what's going to happen, you know, based on that. I even, what you said about life coach, I even saw you more on the lines of like, it starts with, yeah, here's a calorie, here's how many carbs, fats, and protein, here's food. And then 25 minutes into it, you're talking about their, you know, um, their daddy didn't love them or something like that. I mean, I mean, and that's, that's not, or vice versa. Like, it's just, I enjoyed that part. You did. You're a very good therapist. Oh, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) But getting through those barriers was how we got people to comply. Yeah. So I'm traveling this weekend. What the heck do I do? And it always kind of boiled down to, well, okay, you're traveling. You're going to do the best you can with your macros, but try to stay in your calories. Because going back to that, calories changes your weight. Yes. Macros changes your body composition. So a weekend away meant... Hey, do your best to get some lean protein in and some and some quality micros, but also do your best just to stay in your calories. And when I gave people that freedom a little bit of like kind of taking the the handcuffs off, they're like, okay, I can I can do that. Yeah. So they're complying with one out of the three elements, but that's better than none. It is. And and that's why you're you are good at your job. Um going bouncing back from a male perspective and from a disciplinarian like myself, compliance is the science. If you did not hit your calories, then you were cheating. When people say, I swear I hit my calories, yada, yada, the answer is wrong. If you know, and you're not doing it. Yeah. It's simple math. You are not some out of the normal person that if you truly were at a caloric deficit with 2000 calories and you hit it for 30 days and you did not cheat, being alcohol, being Stop at the gas station, get a protein bar, being your favorite. Yeah, my favorite. A handful of MMs here, but you didn't count it because it was just like it was just a few. Um, oh, okay. No, those all still count. I always make the joke when you go to Costco, the calories are free. Ha ha. Samples ha. don't count. Samples don't count. Like that's a joke about that. But if you truly have a goal, I don't feel sorry for you if this is why I'm not a nutrition coach. If you're not doing what I say, because do your goals line up with your actions? Compliance is the science. How many times you're going to say compliance is a science? 
So that's what I saw with her. And, and she did do a great job. Like you were getting people just try to do one thing. Um, and it is baby steps because I always tell the story doing the level one nutrition lecture. I took my level one and uh, Pat Sherwood gave the nutrition lecture with a diet coat. Oh, Delta Charlie. That was so funny. <laughs> but um, when I got home, literally that Monday, I completely changed my eating habits. Yeah, I was did. now weighing and measuring. I was doing the zone, which I loved. And I just went from zero to a hundred overnight. I know where you're going to go with talking about yourself and your old eating habits. What? I only ate nine blocks. I didn't eat a lot, but not on purpose. But anyways, went to the zone and that was 10 years ago. And people always ask me like, how do, how do I just like look like your arms? Like, how do, well, first of all, 10 years of CrossFit will do that. Second of all, you have to have your mom and dad. Genetics. 100%. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. But also, I've been weighing and measuring my food for literally 10 years. Discipline equals freedom. Yeah. It doesn't mean I love it all the time mm -hmm. or I don't stray away from it. Like for the summer, honestly, it's been like intuitive eating. I know I need vegetables. I know I need protein, but I haven't done as much weighing and measuring. But I'll go back to that. I'll redial in. Yep. I want to. I want to actually bounce back to that a little later. Right now, since we can talk about nutrition for this might go forty minutes, but right now, what I want to go through is the common things and how every single thing is anecdotal. Every podcast you've ever listened to about nutrition, every person talking about fasting, keto, vegetarian, vegan, blah blah blah, blah all the documentaries you're going to watch that have came out. All these things are all anecdotal, meaning the best example I give to people, especially traveling and when I'm talking to them at lunchtime or, or after seminar, is I say, all right, let's, let's look at something. You find a study that says that sniffing black pepper cures diabetes. That's what the, that's what the study says. And this is published in every health journal around the world. So what does this mean? Well, let's dive into it. A person with a notebook or a computer or something decides to do a study. It just makes my nose itchy thinking about I know. So here, here's why. Have you ever have I told you this one? Probably. Okay. I don't listen to you a lot when you talk. So the study is sniffing black pepper cures diabetes. Did you make this up? Uh, yeah, but it's very good. And I've ran it by some smart people. <laughs> if you do say so yourself. So... When I sniff black pepper, um, it makes me nauseated. Um, it hurts my face and it makes me throw up. After I throw up, I don't really want to eat. And I'm still nauseous for about an hour after because I'm sniffing black pepper. It doesn't make any sense. Okay. That being said, I'm going to sniff black pepper every day for 30 days. And I was diabetic pre but now I get sick and I puke every day and I feel nauseous, so I'm not eating anymore. So technically, this study is very, very valid because I had to do something painful to my body by sniffing black pepper. So throw you essentially up. fasted. So what did I do? I fasted. I dropped my calories. You I increased didn't eat. insulin sensitivity. I, I increased insulin sensitivity. All of these things. So it technically works. So anything that you've ever done, that's what I talked about in the beginning, it does work, but it's anecdotal to a couple big principles. Don't eat too much. Eat plants. That's it. 
I mean, and, and that doesn't mean don't eat meat. You have to eat meat yeah. too. It's just like if you you are going to eat some plants and fruit. That's that's very true. And because don't eat too fucking much. Doing this, being in this industry for ten years, especially in the CrossFit community, yeah. There's there's popular mm-hmm. diets that come through. It's always like a little fad of yep. things, and I feel like we've tried them all. The only thing I haven't done is keto. Yeah, um, and I and keto once again. Everything's anecdotal. It still works. Why does it work? Well, let's talk about why it works. Why does it work, honey? Because science is the compliance. Compliance is the science. Compliance is the science. That's, yeah. Yep. Oh, it doesn't work when I say it. (laughs) (laughs) Give me some of that. That was funny. All right. Technically, here's why why something like that would work. Well, you're, you're messing with the hormones now. So if you eat a ton of carbohydrates all the time and you've become, you've become maybe insulin resistant or you're now having a bunch of insulin floating around. Your body doesn't really know what's going on. You decide that it's time for you to completely cut the carbohydrates out, increase the fat. Increasing the fat is going to make you feel more satiated or that you're already full. So when you eat a lot of fat, you get full. Now, yeah, calorie-wise, fat contains the highest calorie content per gram, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter because you're going to feel full. You only get hungry a lot of times when you eat carbohydrates because that revs your system. Carbohydrates are especially a, refined, so especially refined, you know, white sugar, white breads, yada, yada. That is a growth factor. King, bing, 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 bing. That being said, I said growth factor. So if you want to grow muscle, you might have to eat some of those bad boys. It doesn't mean that I'm not sitting here acting like it's the healthiest thing in the world or this or that. But if you're trying to put on lean body mass, you might have to add some carbohydrates. Now we go into control of the calories. For this guy right here, if I don't eat enough fat, I am starving. Mm -hmm. And if I eat too many carbohydrates, my body says go. If if my body could be too fitty right now, it would be too fitty. Um, the so second, you're, you're saying you're happiest more with a little bit lower carb, a little bit higher fat. I love me some rice though. Um, I know, but you can't have yeah, both. Yeah. And I know compliance is science. <laughs> the bottom line is if I want to comply with my diet, I have to control my carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm, if I'm in a, a state where I want to gain mass or if I'm only concerned about performance and not aesthetics, then performance being on the CrossFit side. Yeah. If I'm trying to compete, then maybe I will up the carbohydrates. But at the time being, like, it's... Well, a lot of, like, even listening to us, we've been doing this for so long. I can see why all this information would be so overwhelming. So what would, for someone that's coming in, maybe they just started working out, what would you literally tell them to do to start? This is, and this is my opinion. And we actually, we, we agree on a lot of these things. And for the September shred, which we'll probably do a whole other podcast on or whatever, we put forth challenges in our April shred. We lost uh, people t- lost a ton of weight. And I think we, we lost as a gym the people that did it over two hundred fifty over two hundred fifty pounds. We put a parameter on fasting was the big one to start sixteen hour fast. So and explain why fasting is beneficial. It's beneficial for a bunch of different reasons. <laughs> a bunch you can listen to on Joe Rogan. A bunch you can find fasting, 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 fasting. That being said, remember what I talked about anecdotal. You're not eating. So that's good. <laughs> you don't need to eat all the time. If you don't eat, you're going to lower your calories. Chances are 
You want to know a guy who can still gain weight fasting? Right here, this guy. Not a problem. I can still gain weight fasting because in an eight-hour window, I can easily consume five, six thousand calories. You're getting off topic. Go back to what you would. So that's, that's what I. That's oh, exactly. So you would say I someone answered the question. Oh. The first thing I would Did tell we just people have our to first do. Fight in the no. podcast. The qu- first thing I would tell people to do. You're getting there. You're just being there, tiny stretching and and yawning, and I'm over <laughs> here answering the question that well, you asked me. You're making me feel anxious. Okay. Well, now you should, because now the viewers are mad. <laughs> okay. Somebody would come in, I would have them for success. I would try to have them not eat for an extended period of time, Can at you? least 12 and 12, okay. yeah. at least 12 and 12, better 16 and 8. And I would also make sure that they're not drinking any calories. Mm-hmm. And then I would try to eventually have them eat quality protein first. Okay. Um, See, I differ a little bit. I what think. do you differ? What would you have somebody do coming into the gym? I think literally start with protein and people don't know that they don't know what protein sources are. Can you give the viewers peanut butter a protein? Can you give the viewers some good protein sources? Sure. Meat, eggs, fish, some dairy is good protein. What else? That's it. Maybe some more things. The, the main thing is that it's whatever you're consuming is mostly protein. And a little bit of fat. Whereas like people are like, well, peanut butter is a protein. Well, it has protein in it, but the dominant macronutrient in that is fat. So we would consider that a fat. Mm -hmm. So I would say in the beginning, let's figure out how much protein your body needs just to sustain the current muscle mass and then add vegetables to every meal. I think that's an easy start for someone that's never done anything. And that's kind of where we go the CrossFit's prescription for wellness, eating meats and vegetables, nuts, seeds, some for little starch, no sugar. I think that's the easiest place to start, but people get, everyone's yeah. different. People get very mad. Science. Compl- science. Com- what is it? Compliance is a science. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> people get very mad that we're not giving people calories right away, a meal plan right away, or whatever right away. And that being said. Um, <laughs> Still yawning. That being said, the, the one thing that matters is, are you going to do this or are you not going to do this? Mm-hmm. And if I you, love that saying, if you're going to put 80% of the work in, you're going to get 80% of the results. Yep. So if you're throughout the week eating well, and then on the weekends, you just demolish all that progress. So that's 50% you're going to get 50% of the results. And I think that's where a lot of people struggle is during the week, it's so easy to stay in your routine because you get up, you go to work, you packed your lunch, you have dinner, you know, ready or whatever. And you, it's the same thing Monday through Friday. And then Saturday comes, you're like, yeah, I deserve this ice cream. Mm-hmm. I deserve this meal out. I deserve this, which you can do that, but within reason. Like maybe you're not getting the world's largest cheeseburger when you're out. Like maybe you're subbing it for chicken mm-hmm. in, in doing the bun or whatever. Yep. S- side salad instead of fries. All yep. that stuff adds up. And the biggest part about things that people don't want to hear is a meal plan is exactly how it sounds. It's a meal plan. And chances are if you don't have any sort of system or any sort of principle, you're going to do it for a while. You might see some results and then you'll probably fail. I've done that. 
Um, yeah, I mean, meal plans are very, very hard. Now, let's talk about to the viewers because we haven't given out a lot of information and we'll give out more in the September shred and share this with somebody who needs a to hear from us, I guess. That, that's my only thing is because we will talk to people, but it's very hard to meet every single person where they're at. Mm -hmm. um, so what are principles at the Charlesworths? That's me, you, and all of our freaking animals. Um, what, what are some principles since we've done every single nutrition fad that there is, what are some principles that we as a family do today and will always do kids, everything. What are some of those principles? Mostly eating non-processed foods. Okay. Just, um, what is a processed food? Processed food was made in a factory. It has an ingredient list. It's, um, has a long shelf life because mm -hmm. it's got preservatives and weird stuff. Yep. You can't grow it in a garden or kill it. Yep. Or pick it from a tree. Yep. And I like that, the, the ending, how you do it. Because to me, processed foods, it means that. And also, I'm a, I'm a little more hipster because what is the first processing we ever did as a society? Well, we, we saw a bunch of fruit and we stepped on it and then decided we can drink it. That's the first form of processing. What a great... Thing to have what wine that's not what i'm talking about oh the first thing we ever did was look at food and be like wow it's really hard to eat a ton of this how can i get in a ton of this oh i can drink it or oh i can do like the first forms of processing came with overeating and over consuming mm -hmm. you can still get sick diabetes whatever um heart disease e overeating on, on good foods it's yeah, just way can. harder way harder way and harder. less likely so Think principle one is no processed food. Uh, let's see. This is going to be fun. Principle number two. Do you have any come to the top of your head? Because we can just, we have to think a little bit, but. I um, do my best to measure my protein always at every meal. Even if I'm just doing yeah. like handfuls of veggies or, you know, I'm not. Just random carbs. If I'm not doing processed carbs, then it's hard to overeat on vegetables. Yeah. So I don't weigh my vegetables a ton because they're so low in calories. Or even fr fruit. Yeah. You, you'll, you, you freak out a little bit more about fruit because I know you're tinier, but so our, our principle is measuring protein. Yeah. Measuring protein. Yep. And fat too. You are really bad at that though. But go back to me as a person. You need more fat. I have to have Absolutely. more fat or I won't eat or I'll overeat way too many carbs. Yeah. So as a family, so far we have no processed foods, and we measure our protein. Yep. Um, I actually, this is this is fun. Um, spinach. It, we try to eat. You try your best. I know you don't love it, um, but you have you do work at it at eating spinach at every meal. Well, my lunch is usually a salad. I eat yeah. a few salads a day. We put spinach on dang near everything, and yeah. it's not even for taste. It's 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 almost just for texture, and even. Just to get greens in. Yeah, that's the. I don't hear Sully breathing. Um, there's nothing better than like I usually do my eggs and my English muffin in the morning, and I've been bad about the spinach, but it always makes me feel better mentally mm -hmm. when I add a couple slices of tomatoes to that or spinach or because I'm like, oh, I'm getting micros. Yeah. And that that makes me happy. Um, Stan the White Rhino is big on spinach. It's a low FODMAP um, vegetable. Meaning it doesn't have cause a ton of gas and it has a lot of potassium. And the goal is he wants you to get a ton of potassium that we're not getting. 
And you can eat a lot for, I think a whole bag of spinach is like 30 calories. Exactly. Very low carb. Uh, and it's hard to overeat. Salt. Salt, we definitely do. We salt all our meals. And for the, the reason being is that we are not afraid of salt. Um, sodium is our weapon. It's not our enemy. For working out, you lose electrolytes and you need to eat sodium. Mm -hmm. And the body has a really good too much sodium scale and it's taste. And yeah. also it will make you randomly drink water. And if you don't have salt around your water intake or near there, it's hard for your body to hold on to the water and stay, quote unquote, hydrated. Yep. And especially if you lean toward more unprocessed foods, it's kind of hard to get the sodium, sodium. in. Yes, Stan so. would be happy when you said that. Mm -hmm. Also, it makes crappy things taste way better. Is there anything better than salting your eggs? No. I. It's so good. Eggs, rice, and salt. What kind oh. of salt? I mean, the goal is pink Himalayan sea salt, but in yeah. reality, um, even um, iodized table salt, because we don't have a lot of iodine. Yeah. You know? So how much is too much? It tastes like crap. Yeah. It, okay. it, it doesn't taste well. Or all of a sudden you eat it and you're like, wow. That's really salty. That's really salty and you slam water. But also that's kind of regulating your system out. Mm -hmm. You'll Pretty probably, cool. you know, it's that's, that's Body okay. is really smart. Body's smart. So, so far we have salt and meal, spinach, weighing protein, and avoiding processed foods. I'm trying to think of any other big principles. We, um, oh, this is one. We literally don't have snacks. No, we don't. We have don't have any freaking snacks. And the only snacks we ever have are for Big Daddy over here. And it's normally cashews. That's all I get. Is yeah. and it's not that's not like the best nut in the world. I definitely think an almond and, and macadamia nut is better. Uh, but you this guy goes to the fridge and looks in it at least seven times a day and does nothing and then eats a handful of cashews. Um okay. Hold on. If you like to record longer, you can use. Okay. So we need to end this thing because yeah. we're, we're about at 30 minutes, but uh, we will answer more questions on nutrition or anything you guys have. This is Jen and Andrew episode three. Love it. That was great. Two. Thanks for listening guys. Absolutely.